but I hate when I feel like this and I never hated you. Neurotica is a weekly podcast going to the deepest, darkest parts of the mind and bringing them to light. Topics range on mental illness, behavior, and perception, and more. Please be warned, many episodes contain trigger warnings. If you ever have thoughts of suicide, please call the suicide hotline at 1-800-273-8255. Welcome to Erotica. I'm your host, Cody Ryan. On today's episode, we want to talk about how mental health is sometimes affected by your physical health, specifically body image and weight. So in today's podcast, I'm inviting my friend John on to talk about some of our past that was kind of a similar process. How are you today, John? I'm good today, Cody. Uh, it started out nice and cool and rainy, but now it's sunny and hot as hell. So Yeah, it's like 90 degrees out. Um, if you've been in the studio with me before... I told John this, uh, you can't turn on an AC unit while you're recording, so we are bearing through this one, um, so we'll be a little hot and sweaty. This is the sauna that we're going to be recording in today. This is the erotic part of the neurotic. Yeah, so clothes will come off. I tried to pump the room full of AC before, but as you can tell, it did not work. Yeah, so. Yeah, so John, you reached out to me, which is something I always enjoy, so Justin was the first person to do that, and you said you wanted to talk a little bit about your past, and, um, you know, I, I've been you for a bit, and I've seen a picture of you in high school, like, mm-hmm. you were a little obese, and I kind of told you, middle school, I was a little obese, and we kind of had similar paths, and it sounds like we're both still dealing with a lot of the mental aspects of it. Yeah, so, um, I grew up in a household, uh, my parents were divorced, and both of them worked, so for me in grade school, a lot of my, how do we not have this kid home alone was I played sports kind of year round and because I played sports I never really noticed I ate like crap and when I got to high school I stopped playing sports because I could take care of myself and I didn't change my eating habits so I pretty much uh at my peak I was probably somewhere between 230 240 I don't know I never like weighed weighed myself back then nowadays I weigh myself every morning so that's healthy, but... Which, yeah, that's something, too. It's like you you always do that now. And it's interesting for me because mine was middle school, and, like, it was clear that I was overweight, but, you know, there's not as much scrutiny there yet. And I was starting to thin out because, like, it's just my family. Like, we all get kind of tall and thin out. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, you know, I probably weighed at some point in middle school what I weigh now, which is weird. Um, and, you know, that's maybe a foot taller. Like, it's just kind of an odd thing, but that's always in the back of my head. And if you know us now, both of us are considered skinny guys, and there's mental parts of that, too, that we were talking about. Yeah, so uh, me and Cody were just talking about it, too, how nowadays uh, sometimes people come up to me and be like, you're too skinny. And it's like, okay, I don't know how to deal with this because now I already have this perception of myself that if I start to gain like even minuscule amounts of weight like one to like five pounds like I start to really freak out and then like I'm getting feedback on it like oh you really need to gain weight and I'm like I have no idea where to go yeah and I think it's hard because not the you know the the boy cry wolf here if it's not a real problem but like 
when you say like, Hey, can you not say that back to me? Like that I'm too skinny. Like people are like, God, I wish I was as skinny as you. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, it always comes from someone else's perspective and I try not to let it like bother me too much. I feel like I found like a comfortable area right now with me and that's kind of good. But even then, uh, well, me and Cody are in a similar situation. We both came back from vacation last week and, you know, I weighed myself after I got back and I'm like, okay, I gained a few pounds on vacation. Uh, need to really go into a quick little diet here and try and scale that down pretty quickly. Yeah, I like forced myself to the gym three times this week, which I have not been on that kind of schedule lately. But the other night, I still had a DiGiorno pizza completely by myself. Which is not delivery, but it was delivered directly to my gut. And, you know, I think it's just been hard because, you know, people don't take it as seriously when you say, you know, like, oh, like, I don't like how skinny I am or something like that. Or I'm afraid to gain weight when you are skinny because, you know, I get it. Like, it's more the ideal in our society, but we already have bad mental images of ourselves. So Mm -hmm. we're always trying to work towards something else. And I remember when I was at my old job, and we'll talk about this a little bit later, like I had stomach problems for a while, so I was really eating late, and, you know, one of my coworkers was like, I wish I had your stomach problems, so I'd only eat plain chicken. I was like, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Like, yeah. you don't know what it's like to lose eating. Like, that sucks. It's like, life is not worth living when you can't eat and breathe and, like, sleep. Like, those are the three things that really matter, and I lost all of eating. Um, but I do want to back up. I want to, you know give each one of our stories the, the full, um, you know, process that it deserves. So let's back up to, you know, you were playing sports, you were probably in pretty good shape, but you know, if you play, if you work out a lot, like you just naturally become more hungry and kind of the way it is, is if you start to eat more, your body gets used to that. Yeah. Um, I noticed that too, especially like when I come back from like just vacation, I, I was on an all-inclusive cruise where it was like eat everything and I came back and I couldn't go back to my old eating schedule just because I was getting hungry, not eating like three meals and a snack every day. So, but um, yeah, back in high school, um, I basically just stopped playing sports. I wasn't good enough. The only sport that I was good enough to even attempt to play in high school was soccer. I was a goalie, the probably laziest sport on the field, but you know. Um, but, but it I, still would have gave you like some like physical activity to burn off. Right, yeah, I would have trained every day and stuff like that. So like, I would have stayed in shape just playing, but I didn't. And basically, I didn't change my eating habits. I would eat like those food truck metal cart stands. You probably see them all the time in Center yeah. City. I would eat like a breakfast sandwich from there and a coffee every morning. Then I would eat typical Philadelphia high school cafeteria food like those chicken fried chicken sandwich sandwiches and pizza and hot dogs so nothing pretty healthy there and then i would go home and i would probably eat like snacks and then i would have you, dinner were you a pizza roll guy no i was uh the hers potato chips pizza rolls are my downfall but hers like i love hers but you put one in your mouth and you're like i'm my tongue is just swimming in grease and it's delicious, but man, like you notice right away. Yeah. Potato chips are always greasy, but like hers especially, like it's yeah. a little smaller outfit, you know, local Philly thing. Like 
her hers knows what it's doing when it comes to grease. I think it's the saltiness. It makes you come back from more. It's like yeah. a like a margarita that has like a good amount of oh. salt on it, and you just like keep oh. drinking it. Now we're getting to the erotica part. Of the yeah, there we go. Because <laughs> the tequila gets me going. Um, but yeah, so that kind of happened to me in middle school, where you know I was always a kid who was outside and like running around, but I love to eat. Like you know. You give me a full rack of ribs, even though I'm in elementary school, I can finish the full rack of ribs. Yeah. Uh, but the thing was, like, it was all terrible food. I talked about this in the episode of River. Like, we were poor. We didn't eat great. But also, we started moving a lot, so I was really shy. So, I had trouble making new friends. So, it started to cut off more and more the, I'm going to go outside and play with my friends thing. It became more and more, I feel a little isolated. I'm going to stay in and play this video game. So, I became very, like, stagnant myself. And I really just started, like gaining and gaining weight to the point where, you know, I came to this, like, come to Jesus moment, like, I'm fat. Like, you know, and it was weird, because it's like, you don't, when you're younger, you don't have, like, that self-awareness of yourself, really. But it was a very clear thing. Like, I just, like, one day, I was just like, oh, shit, I'm fat. This isn't, like, baby fat. This isn't a phase. Like, I am overweight. It's not healthy. I don't even feel good as someone who's, like, in middle school. Like, I get heartburn. Like, it was crazy, and then, you know, I I took my lumps of that. Like, I remember I see pictures of myself, and I, I didn't help my case. I always wore those, like, uh, like those Hawaiian-ish shirts, but they'd have, like, a bulldog on them to all the dances. Like, I was really playing into this, like, this guy's literally going to move to Hawaii and just wear Hawaiian shirts all day. Like, but, you know, eventually I, I got tall, I thinned out, and I developed some stomach problems, so I kind of stopped eating, and, you know, also being poor, like there's not being stuff to eat. So it got to the point where I was just skipping a lot of meals. And I talked about that with the, the podcast of river about being poor. Like that was part of the factors. And there's just a lot of things going on. And, you know, for a while I just stayed skinny and I thought, you know, okay, well that's good enough. And then kind of came back on me too. But, uh, you know, I saw a picture of you and I, I wouldn't, I obviously have a beard now versus clean shaven there. And that was a little bit more of a, a bowl cut. I don't know what you were thinking with that, uh, yeah, fashion trend, but that was the old, you know, every South Philly kid back in the day had a bowl cut. So I'm just saying you weren't doing yourself any favors. Let's no, I, <laughs> I'm kidding. But I, no, I agree with that, but let's, let's talk about how you lost the weight. Yeah. So, um, well, the sh- pictures I showed Cody were of me on a vacation And when I got back from that vacation, I kind of physically saw that I lost weight. And I was like, wow, like I can actually get skinny. And I thought about, I was like, man, maybe I just do eat a lot of food that I shouldn't be eating. And that was in between my junior and senior year. Uh, So by the time my senior year ended, I think I was down to like 190. And I think by the time I was in midway through my freshman year of college, I got all the way down to like 175. And then I stuck around like 175 for a good while. Um, basically, like instead of eating super unhealthy, I, like I had would have big breakfasts. Like my breakfast, I like if you ever took me to a breakfast buffet, like you can see me put down a good breakfast. But um, I kind of weighed into like a maybe I'll just have like a granola bar or one of those now i've been eating those peanut butter bars i don't know if you ever saw them at trader joe's the perfect bars yeah yeah i've seen those those ones are good um or just like a light like toast with some kind of like 
nut butter or like avocado or something on it. Something a little lighter, so, but so self control and discipline essentially. Yes, I try. So to give context, so you said you were pushing two forty at one point, right? Yeah. How tall were you then? Mm, five. God, not much taller than I am now. If I'm like five nine, five ten ish now, I might have been like five seven, five eight. In the okay. Senior. So year. you're five nine, five ten now. Do you know how much you weigh right now? Uh. As of this morning, because I'm that kind of crazy <laughs> person that weighs himself every day now, I was 153. Okay, so almost 100 pounds down for like an inch or two of growth. Yeah. So like that's significant. I think, you know, if you're listening and you've never met John, like that's a serious transition. For me, I don't think mine was um, as dramatic, but if you looked at a picture of me at my biggest and look at me now, like you can kind of tell like he grew up and got tall. Yeah. But there are other factors to play into it. But the thing that um, really got to me is that after a while, like, I was just comfortable with who I was. Like, look, uh, no, I'm in shape now. Great. Like, this is awesome. Uh, that was until I tried to start dating girls, and they told me I was too skinny to date. Yeah. Um, I kind of got a lot of reactions like that, too. Obviously, I still get the you're too skinny comments from people. I don't think I've ever got it from girls but i don't think anybody's ever like straight up rejected me from it but there there was comments of like you know joking in friend groups like oh like you couldn't handle me you're too skinny or like even my uh ex in like high school or college like i remember i was like i thought a guy was checking her out but, like i was just joking like i'm gonna kick his ass and she go she was like oh he would destroy you yeah and i was like oh great thank you uh for that but it was like this thing that kind of i got obsessed with where I, like, probably senior year of high school, I started working out a little bit. And I would do, and it was funny, because I did these workouts, like, during the summer. I'd be, like, I'd start them at, like, 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. I was, like, a complete insomniac, like, for a while. Like, start them at 2 a.m., and I'd go right to bed after. And there wasn't much progress there, because I didn't know what I was doing. I just had some free weights. I'd just do some crunches. Mm-hmm. It probably helped a little, but for the most part, I was just wasting my own time. Then I got to college... Starting to work out a little bit because my friends are. I, I had this feeling like, okay, I'm, I'm really sick of feeling. Like, I had twig arms. Like, there's no way around it. Twig arms. Like, I didn't even have a six-pack, but, like, my stomach was completely flat as could be. And my dad is a carpenter. Like, he's got that perfect, like, V that leads to his penis. Like, <laughs> like a landing strip of, hello, this is fun. Whereas me, I'm just, I was just completely flat. Like, he's not big either. Like, if you look at our family, like, you can just tell, like, our frames are not built to be beefcakes, but he's carpenter. He's strong as hell. He yeah. used to punch people out, apparently. And, like, you just tell he's lean and he just looks good. Where I was just this, like, twig. I became a twig. So, got to college and started getting obsessed with working out. And, like, at first it was like, oh, I go a couple times a week with my friends. And we would always be on the turf playing sports. Like, we just loved that. We would go out 20-degree weather and still play football. Like, mm-hmm. we just wanted to play. We play ultimate frisbee, really weird those nerds, but we were always there every single day. So I was getting the best shape of my life. And then I broke up with my girlfriend and I was like, I'm just going to dedicate myself to this like when I'm not in class. So I started going four or five times a week and I made progress, but I still wasn't making the progress that I could have been. So I was talking to some people and they're like, oh, you got to eat more. So I started drinking the protein shakes. I started forcing myself to eat and it got to the point where I was like forcing myself to eat like a whole box of mac and cheese. Because my dumbass thinks just eat more instead of eating, like, the right things. Yeah. 
And with my stomach problems, it's starting in the point where every single night I was having stomach ache. Mm-hmm. But I was obsessed with it. I was ready to deal with the stomach aches because I needed to put on the weight. I'd say sophomore year of college or sophomore and a junior maybe, um, I finally hit like one of my like weight goals of like 160. And I was looking a little like bulkier. And um, that didn't last because it was like a summer internship I had. And I just went to the gym every day after I weighed myself the other day at my works gym, which I don't go to very frequently because I finally fell off of it. And it was a little bit the Pippa episode where I was talking about my dog. Like mm-hmm. I, I fell out of the rhythm with that and I try to get back in now. I hit 160 again, but it was not muscle. Yeah. It was, I have a gut now and people still look at me and they're like, oh, you're really skinny. It's like, well, cause I'm lanky. So my legs are long, my arms are long, but every piece of weight I gain goes right to my stomach. Yeah. And it's it's not super noticeable. I get it. I should be easier on myself. I'm still pretty healthy and I can work this off, but it's just this funny thing that I went from I'm fat and like I feel so terrible about it to I'm skinny and everybody looks at me like I'm inferior to this I'm skinny and fat now and I just want to die. Like yeah. oh, that skinny fat. Yeah. I think that's what the trend is now dad dad bod but that's the thing though it's like dad bod supposedly supposedly in but like it's just i don't really have that because like i don't have like the chest to build it out and you know there's a there's a big thing that's a mental thing too so you go to the gym it's what's the thing you measure yourself by it doesn't matter how good you are like you know crunches cardio what is the one thing in the gym that everybody measures themselves by and that's the bench press yeah and i just like i could never like i had a shoulder issue a little bit but i could never get up to the numbers i wanted my technique was bad for a while um, but then I started getting like kind of good at it, but I didn't have people to go with, but I was still going to the gym a lot. And it got to the point though, where I'd go three times a week and I consider myself a failure because I was supposed to go four. And even now I go to the gym on Fridays after work and my coworkers think I'm crazy. Yeah, I can see that. I've, uh, before I moved to where I'm living now, there was a gym that I got a good discount for, uh, because of where I work. And I was doing yogas there, and yoga classes are really fun, actually. I don't know I, if you've ever been I've, one. I've been wanting to go to one. You should. I really like the yoga classes I went to. There's a couple of free ones on weekends um, by the park where I live at now, and I just haven't gone, mainly because I was just on vacation, and I was spending all my weekends prepping the house. I just moved, like, a month ago, so. Um, but, yeah. Uh, I would go to the gym. I would do, I did a lot with the free weights, um, the machines I kind of did, but mostly with the free weights, I would kind of do like chest and arm and shoulder and back things. And I think that worked out. I do a lot of walking. So my legs are generally pretty good in terms of like physical fitness. Ah, fuck leg day. I gave up on it. Yeah. I don't really do leg day at the gym, but I, like I said, I do a crap ton of walking and running. So uh, I'm usually pretty confident with my legs being fine. It's my arms and my chest and my back and shoulders. Literally everything above the waist is yeah. a shit show. So. Yeah, I like, I don't like my nipples at all. And I know that's such a weird thing to say. <laughs> they just like, I don't know, my, my boobs just hang like in a weird way. So chest is always an obsession for me. But like, I'm actually good at like tricep stuff. But like, it's not, you know... It's not the thing people want to build. You want your, your buys and your chest. And like, but uh, yeah, like it just became this obsession with me. And I remember when I couldn't go anymore because of the dog, like I felt like I lost part of my identity. I didn't know who I was. And 
that's when things started getting really, really bad for me. I'd, I'd say for me, my mental health took the worst turn in terms of my physical, not when I was like gaining weight, like right now is I was skinny, but I couldn't go to the gym. I didn't feel like I was waking up every day and pushing myself to be better. And that's a big thing for me. And it's, it's a problem I consistently have in my mental, everything is that I think if I don't accomplish something in the day, if I have a lazy day like today where, you know, you came over and I wasn't even ready. Like I was, <laughs> I had Chipotle in my hand. I like had run some other errands. My groceries were delivered. I was like unpacking them. I was like, what the hell? Why did I buy this shit? Like, you know, I, I've been a little bit of a mess lately, but for me it was worse when just like, I would just go home every day and think like, what did I do? How did I make myself better? Like, you know, and then I dropped a lot of weight to the point where it was just like I was back to the, the skinny. I lost the muscle. Mm-hmm. And it was deflating. And I know for other people who know me, they probably didn't notice or didn't care. But, like, it just felt like literally deflating and, you know, mentally deflating. It just felt like you're just going back to square one. Like, you're the smallest you could be. And, like, I felt, like, really small in the world, too. Right. And I can I completely understand what you're saying, like... When other people don't notice, like, I can fluctuate within, like, from, like, 150 to, like, 160, and nobody else in the world will notice but me. Yeah. And And I think that's true of anybody with weight. Like, I mean, everybody is more critical of themselves. Right. And it's just kind of, like, weird how, like, not weird, but, like, like, I don't know, like, for me, like... A normal person, when they're eating, like, a hamburger, is probably like, this is a good hamburger. And then I eat it, and then I immediately feel regret, like, mm, now I'm going to have to eat, like, salad tomorrow to make up for it. So. Yeah, I mean, I've done that mental math. I mean, for me, especially when I was trying to, like, bulk up, it'd be like, ooh, I only had a granola bar for breakfast. All right, I'm going to have to eat this whole thing of mac and cheese and this leftover chicken for lunch. Like, and that was so much strain in my stomach. Like, I... I knew what I was doing. I was bracing for it. And I also like wasn't hydrating well. So I was just like, Mm -hmm. I was just putting myself on the worst chance to succeed. And then I graduated school and went to, you know, my first job. It was hard for a bit to like stay into it. Then I got motivated again. And I was back to somewhere where I was excited to like look in the mirror. Now I'm just like, oh, like my, my expression matches like what I think my stomach is. It's like, oh, uh, but yeah, like, and I know I should just be better to myself. And I think that's kind of the mental aspect for me is that like, it's not that big a deal. Like I can set goals and go after them and try to be healthier because that makes sense. And that's something you should do. But you know, I get mad at myself. I used to build my life around my gym schedule. Mm-hmm. I'd like cancel events or like miss things. Or if I had to go do something, I consider that like, shit, my schedule's thrown off. I have to go extra hard. I could go... Like, I want Saturdays consistently. Yeah. Friday nights and Saturdays, people are like, who the hell does that for workouts? I'm like, me, because if I don't, I'm literally going to be anxious all weekend. It was a thing for me. It's like, I could take a day off if it was planned, but if I miss the planned day, like, mm-hmm. I was grumpy the whole day. Yeah, I would go to the gym on Friday nights after work, too, and a lot of, like, no one's at the gym on Fridays after, like... Five o'clock. Which is great, too. Yeah, it's it's, relaxing. it's great, especially, like, my gym had a basketball court, so I would just, like, play basketball for 30 minutes. I did that, too, a lot. Listen yeah. to music. I listened to the whole uh, Pusha T album, Daytona. Nice. Well, like, on repeat, like, two or three times, just playing basketball is great. But, um, 
but yeah, like, it's just a weird thing sometimes that I just, um, it's, it's hard to explain to, like, people who don't have this, like, feeling of, I'm constantly upset with how I look, and I eat well, like, I don't eat terrible, I probably could eat better, but, like, I eat, like, you know, like, I meal prep my work lunches, and they're generally, like, some spiced chicken over some rice or, like, potatoes and broccoli with some other kind of, with some protein. Um, I eat those uh, breakfast bars that are generally pretty good. Like, they all have healthy stats to them. Or, and, you know, my dinners, like, I don't, like, just make hamburgers or order takeout delivery pizzas. Like, most of the time, I usually just make uh, something pretty healthy, like, with green greens and... Yeah, I, well, it just sounds like you're doing all the right things, and honestly, my therapist probably said it best. When it comes to me and all the things that I keep holding on to, which is just like a lot of a me thing, she talked about, like, I'm always trying to, like, keep running. And it's not running away from my problems in the sense of, like, I'm ignoring things that are, like, going on in my life. It's, like, running away from, like, the old me, where... I constantly have to be doing these things that feel like I'm moving away from that person moving to something better. So, like, if a Cody in today's age is able to, in one week, go to the gym four times, record two podcasts, kick ass at his job, go out with his friends, like, an unrealistic amount of activities in a seven-week span. Mm -hmm. That's when Cody is fine. It's, I can't take breaks and enjoy them. I hate on myself for just like sitting back and she's like look you've accomplished a lot just you know sit there and be okay but the thing that happened recently was you know I, I got on Zoloft and I you know started smoking something on the side which I won't say out loud but my stomach's been feeling amazing lately like it's insane to me that I'm able to eat again but because I'm able to eat again I'm eating a lot and I should be excited though that like this huge problem that's been following me that's been making me so depressed, like, it's gone. And it's like, no, well, now I feel bad because I just ate my whole dinner, and then I ate, like, half a bag of chips and then some ice cream, like, which is not great. I need better self-discipline. But at the same time, like, I think on some level I deserve that. I deserve a little, like, go wild for a month or something and then maybe cut it back. Well, like, yeah, I hate who I am right now. But at the same time, like... It's easier to get a little high and eat a little bit more than just sit there with your stomach feeling like shit. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, I don't know if maybe I'm going to, you know, develop some dependency that's going to be really bad, but, you know, more to come on that spiral. Um, future Cody's. Yeah, future <laughs> Neurotica podcast. Cody is now addicted to heroin. Um, but, you know, I think it's, it's something that's always going to follow me and, you know, it's, like, I've, I've said it in other things, like, it's not enough for somebody to tell me that I'm okay because I'm so critical about myself. And I'm never going to stop being critical about myself, I don't think. It's just that I have to find some happy mediums of what's achievable goals. Like, and that comes, that's the case for this podcast. You know, I look at the stats for every episode a couple of days. Like, it's, you know, I care that much because I want to feel like I'm making an impact. You know, I, I check my weight. I check, you know, how many times I've gone to the gym. I, you know, I check my tweets too much. Like, I, I I am the guy who cares too much about Twitter. 
Yeah. And my whole brand is to put out garbage. Like, so it's kind of an interesting dichotomy. It's like, here, why is nobody liking my garbage? But, um, that's who I am, man. I, I can't stop that. And I don't like who I am. I don't think I'm a good person. And then people are like, no, I know you're great. And I'm like, you can't convince me of that because I've got too many things going on. And a big part of it is just this intertwining of if I was doing the things I was supposed to be doing, I'd be 165 looking like I'm Christian Bale in the Batman movie. Right. Well, I always try and keep some sort of realistic expectations because, like, Christian Bale's Batman was paid $30 million or more, probably. I and I try to convince that. myself, you know, if if I get that kind of role, yeah, I'll be a yeah, little more motivated. If there's any but... actors out here and I'm completely uh, slandering you guys with how much actors make per movie, I'm sorry, I have no idea. Uh, but, like, Chris Pratt in Guardians of the Galaxy is definitely a buff boy. Yeah. But he got paid a lot of money to become a buff boy. No one's paying me that money to, like, go to the gym to lift weights for hours on end. And then hiring a personal trainer that, like, knows, like, the best ways to do it. Like, I'm sure I could be, like, even with my work schedule, if I could get a personal trainer that's really, really good, I could still be, like, significantly better looking like I can. And, you know, it, it always pisses me off when you see, like, that one guy, the happy hour that you work with and he's like knocking back beers and you tell he's just like a total bro. Mm-hmm. Like that dude is like, you know, going out to the clubs and he might as well be on Jersey shore, but he still looks like that. And you're just like, what the fuck? Like, right. And then I drink a beer and I'm like, well, this was a, but this was a Bud Light Lime and it probably just gained me like two pounds. So. Or I'll turn the, I'm not even at the happy hour because I couldn't mentally say I can take off the gym today. I've done right. that a lot. Like it's, do you want to go to the happy hour where you're going to stay stagnant or at worst gain more weight? Or do you want to go to the gym and even if it's a shitty workout, that's still better. But I started getting real critical of my workouts too. Like I just, that's a Cody thing. Like I think enough people, if you've listened to all the podcasts, you can tell Cody's not too gentle on Cody. But I think you're saying some of the similar things that was just like every day, like there's some kind of schedule in your head and you know, you're not always going to hit it, but you're always thinking about it. Yeah, you think about it every day. Like, every meal I have, I think about it. Every, like, I can have coworkers being like, oh, let's go get lunch. And I know I had a big meal, like a big dinner the night before. And I already, like, have my lunch prepared. So I'll be like, oh, I'll pass this time. And it kind of sucks because, <coughs> sorry, it kind of sucks because, you know, I want to hang out with my friends. Like, I have people that I work with that I consider really good friends. And, you know, it's one of those things that I think about probably to a fault. But I don't know if I'll ever be able to not think about it. Honestly, I'll just go on record to say I haven't achieved my goals in life because of friends. It is all my friends' fault. And I know that sounds like I'm deflecting blame, but if I didn't have friends inviting me stuff, I would have nothing to do, so I'd be in the gym a lot. You know, they wouldn't ask me to, like, play video games. Um, they wouldn't ask me to go out and drink and eat a lot. They wouldn't invite me to parties where I'm going to be hungover the next day so I don't get much done. Or, you know, I'm really going to put down a bunch of drinks and gain some weight. Like, if I didn't have friends, I could do literally anything. So, John, I'm personally telling you right now, fuck you, John. You are holding me back in life. Thank you. That's always what... That's just what I want to hear from someone. No, I obviously... <laughs> You know, that's me doing a little bit of a bit, but 
there is some validity to what I'm saying in the sense of we have trouble balancing when we get to enjoy things and when we have to come back. And I think there is something to discipline. Like, I, I whenever I go to the gym on Friday, my coworker's like, you have such discipline. I'm like, no, it's, it's an obsession thing for me. But, like, everybody should have some discipline. There are nights that you shouldn't go out and drink every night. You should go to the gym some nights instead of drinking or just eating a healthy meal. Yeah, like, but, you should always be – there should be some uh, health. We're not telling people to go out and just be like – you should enjoy your body and drink every night because that's yeah. probably not healthy. And but there, there was a point get where like liable for anything. Yeah, there was a point where like I wasn't hanging out with anybody. I just go to the gym, and then I'd try to like eat better and or not eat at all. And like that's not right either. You got to find a happy medium between mm-hmm. enjoying your life and uh, you know keeping yourself healthy. But the thing was. I would sometimes pick to enjoy my life and still wouldn't enjoy it because I was still thinking about the other side. Right. And I'm kind of the opposite. I will go out and uh, enjoy myself, but I'll enjoy myself too much. And I don't know if you guys have ever seen me at Adobe put away an entire chorizo queso by myself, but that has happened on more than one occasion. And I can even tell myself, I was like, okay, I'll go to this party, I'll have a couple drinks, but I won't like eat food. And then I'll get there and there'll be pizza or like chicken dip or something like that. And I'll be like, okay. And then next thing I know, I'm like on my third plate of buffalo chicken dip. Yeah. So. I mean, and everybody knows the the Cody Sodi saga where I'm addicted to Pepsi. Like legitimately addicted to <laughs> Pepsi. And um, I like on vacation just let myself go. I had probably five or six of them. Mm-hmm. I came back. I've just mentally put Pepsi on my head. I'm just not going to do it anymore, I hope. Uh, but I had three Red Bulls this week because my sleep schedule was fucked because I slept till like 11 every day on vacation and I've been having horrible nightmares. So I wake up and I have a Red Bull, which is a, a own thing in itself. But like, um, it's, it's hard for me because that Pepsi was like that one treat and I'm cutting that out. And I think that's the right move because soda is just bad and there's, there's healthier ways to cope with life than drinking a soda. But you know, that was a, huge battle for me where other people are like, yeah, I drink our coffee a day. It's fine. And I'm like, I gotta stop drinking Pepsi. And they're just like, it's not that serious, dude. And I'm like, yes, it is. Like I, and I'm just like, Derek Jones in at my desk. I'm like, I need a Pepsi right now. I'm going to die. Got ants all over them. Yeah. And I just like, I, I don't have that like thing that I can just do to like relax. I just, and I don't know this whole summer I've been like drunk or high, probably like 90% of the day. So, I'm really not in a, like, healthy place at all. I'm kind of, you know, I don't know. Maybe I'm just a mess. I'm a messy bench right now. Uh, but I think that's another thing. It's like, it's summer, and I'm letting myself enjoy summer a little bit. But maybe I am letting myself enjoy it a little too much. And I hope I can get back to something with some semblance. But, like, you know, you, you, you have friends. You know, I'm in a relationship right now. Like, I want to go out and enjoy times with them. I don't want to overthink it and think, like, oh, man, I, like, had a cocktail tonight. I might as well do, like, 30 push-ups before bed. Like, it's... Mm-hmm. It, that's not how you should live your life. But at the same time, it's, like, the days where I went home from work because I was just frustrated about work. Like, I could have took that frustration out on a treadmill. Like, and I need to get better getting back into that mindset. Because I, like, even a friend came up to me and was like, I'm trying to get into the gym. Like, I'm just having trouble. I'm like... I told him, you should be obsessed with it like it's your job. Like, you can't be late to your job. You can't be late to the gym. Mm-hmm. And then later, I thought about it, and I was like, that's probably good advice for somebody, like, trying to get into the gym and getting into that rhythm. But, like, 
I'm a psychopath for ever having that mindset of like, you're ruining my job when you tell me I can't go to the gym. Like, yeah. you're the person that kept me at work till six. Like, fuck you. This job doesn't matter anymore. I'm supposed to be in the gym. Like, that's not a good prioritization. And I don't even really enjoy the stuff that I do at the gym anymore because I've been doing it for like seven years. Like, I should do yoga or something different, but part of me is afraid to venture out because I'm like, this works. It doesn't work, but it, this works. You know, it's just, it's just me uh, getting stuck too much in my tracks in my head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's life. Yeah. I mean, I got one of these fancy Apple Watches uh, less than a year ago. It was probably around like September, October last year. And I know I'm like messing with the Velcro right in front of the mic, so that's probably going Yeah. Sorry, uh, whoever. Sorry, Cody. Yeah, I'm the only one listening <laughs> to my podcast. I actually listen to my podcast on loop until the, the views are up to 100. <laughs> and then at that point, I'm sick of hearing them. Um,. But it has, like, those activity goals, and, you know, one of them, it's pretty cool because it doesn't count, like, steps. It counts, I'm doing, like, finger quotes, like, anyone's going to be able to see that. I saw them. <laughs> you want me to, like, say it when you do finger quotes? Yeah, there we go. Finger quotes. Um, uh, but it counts calories instead of steps, which is pretty cool, actually, because then it's, like, it knows it, it like, the more you wear it, it kind of, like, reads, like, based on, like, your heartbeats and stuff like that. Like, how much exercise you're actually putting into something. And it can count your active calories that way. And it gets better over time. I'm sure... I mean, I've been wearing it mostly every day for almost a year now. So, I hope it's pretty good at it. But, um, but yeah. I kind of like that. The stand goal is bullshit. Because I get up and get coffee, like, three times in an hour when I first get to work. And then that... Oh, it tells you, like, get up and move. Or yeah, whatever. then at 8.50, it's like, you didn't stand this hour. And I'm like, uh, did you not, like, notice me, like, getting up, like, four times earlier? So, so what are some of the other activity goals? Is there any, like, challenges or anything like that? There's a 30-minute exercise goal, and then the stand goal, and then the activity goal. You can just kind of see, like, the three little rings right there. Okay. I'm going to suggest some new goals for you. That I don't know if your Apple Watch can track, but I think these will be, like, good exercise goals that will help you stay motivated, but also help you feel accomplished. Goal number one, climb a mountain. Doesn't need to be a ridiculous one. I'm not saying you have to do a, like, count Mount Kilimanjaro or whatever. Like, climb, like, a reasonable, like, a rock climbing kind of, not even necessarily mountain, but you know what I'm saying. Like, you know, something you can climb. I climbed a mountain when I was in Arizona State. Okay, so, like, something like that. Like, you know, even, like, a Grand Canyon. It's like then a big hill. Yeah, like a big hill. And then roll down it. But... Every 100 feet, you have to stop and do 10 push-ups. So you have to stop your momentum with your arms and do a push-up on the spot while falling down the hill. Like, you won't be falling anymore. You're going to use your strength. And I think that's, like, that's survival as fittest. You know, that's extreme challenge where if you can stop yourself with your arms. And at first, you're going to just, you're going to fall down a hill. You're going to get a couple nicks. But if you can stop yourself mid-roll to do some push-ups, you're going to be probably the strongest man in the world by 20, 30 hill falls. This is the hill fall workout. That's sound advice. Yeah. You should... Your next podcast should be, uh, uh, like, extreme training advice. Well, I mean, I, I think it is right now. So, we're going to keep going with it. Skydive exercises. Sure. I think, you know, use the wind resistance. Exactly. Also, if you, like, you know, pull your parachute at a reasonable time, but maybe, like, 10 feet above the ground, you, you cut the parachute. So, that's, like... But you use your legs to brace. That's like an intense leg workout. That's better than squats. We should have... You know how, like, when you uh, 
when you're training for like running, you wear those like leg weights around or you. Or parachutes. Even. Yeah, you should put the par- the weights on the parachute. Yeah, and then it'll build your resistance up, so you're you fall a little faster next. Time or like a parachute where you have to use your arms to keep it like moving somehow, and if you stop, you're gonna die. Exactly. Because you do your best workouts. Isn't that base jumping? To some degree, somewhat. But it, I'm not talking about like the the wingsuit. I'm talking about like you have to like. Do something with, like, you have to spin a rope to keep the parachute open or something like that. Oh. Okay. You know, because I think you're, you do your best workouts when it's life or death. That's right. You, you get the human, you Fight get that, flight. like, extra strength. You know, like, you know, if uh, a car runs over your mother, like, you might get that, like, extra strength of, like, it's usually the other way around. Like, mothers get strength and children are in danger and they can lift cars off people. But, you know, I'd say hit your mother the car and see what you can do based on that. Yeah. Um, an apple a day keeps the doctor away. Only eat an apple a day. Why because not? I think it's the other things that are bringing the doctors. What I do think you... the milkshakes are bringing the doctors to the yard. So just eat the apple and the doctor won't even What do bananas keep away? I do like a good breakfast banana. Um, well, they got a lot of potassium. So what is it? I saw this in a um, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids too. Potassium's good for something. I don't know. I haven't seen Honey, I Shrunk the Kids 2 in a while. I should go back to that movie. Instant classic. Mm-hmm. Um, so what, what's another good challenge? Asparagus uh, makes your pee smell. I'm yeah. I'm not sure how we can utilize that in a training, but that's just a good trivial fact. Yeah, you should you should eat nothing but asparagus and then Scare do some research on that. Um, I think, you know, there's always a lot of good workouts. Like, like CrossFit's big right now. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe like a CrossFit... But you're doing it while, like, some police dogs are chasing you. I think that would be, like, the ultimate test of, I can work out for an hour while this dog is mauling me. I think that would probably be, like, you'd be a real badass if you did that. Um, It's kind of like the opposite of when you're, like, being chased by a bear. You only have to be faster than your friends. Yeah. You don't have to be faster than the bear. But here's the opposite. You want to be the slowest person because then you have to, like... You get a lot of arm exercises trying to break away from the bear, or the dogs in this case. Yeah, and I, I completely agree, uh, which brings me to my next point. Get into a bear suit and try to maul people who are hiking. And then you roll down the mountain and try to... Yeah, well, that's you're already on the mountain, so... Yeah, um, that's, a, that's the two That's two birds with one stone right there. Exactly. So, you know, I, you know coming up with these ideas, there's no excuse to not be in good shape. Exactly. I you can do these things... You can do, like... Probably most of the things I said at your desk. I think we just described the whole plot line for uh, the Just Cause video games. That's true. <laughs> those games are ridiculous. Um, but I think, you know, those are kind of intense workouts. If you're more a person who likes yoga or, you know, a Pilates, you, you should just give up. I don't think realistically you're going to survive and, you know, just lay down and wait for death. Mm-hmm. Anywho, um, yeah, so those are the workouts that I'm going to institute. I will report back with how they go. Um, John, I hope you'll join me. Yeah, if they do well, we need to start like a class. Yeah. Because everyone knows that you're a little extra motivated when you do class exercises instead of like individual ones. Like doing yoga by yourself, you probably won't do it like as great or you won't go the extra mile. But if you're in a class with like 20 people and... You know, there's an instructor telling you exactly what to do. You're going to, you know, you're going to do just as much as anyone else there. So 
who knows, maybe one one day me and Cody will get a whole group of our friends together and just drop them off in a bear preserve somewhere. And yeah, and if I'm screaming in your face to roll down a hill, like, you're going to get the point. The yeah. Go down the hill. It's like uh, training a dog. Yeah, and then you sprint back up the, the mountain. You give them a treat if they do it well. Yeah, like, I, I don't know. I'll give them a little bit of crack. I don't... What do people do these days when they work out? Although, I gotta say, I took pre-workout once, and I've never done cocaine, but that shit is cocaine. I could, like, I was too hyper-focused. I guess it's, like, Adderall, maybe. Like, I was so hyper-focused that, like, it, like, hurt to think. My chest is being, like, crazy, which is normal. Your heart starts racing because it is kind of like a a speed pill. sounds like my panic panic attacks. But that was the thing, though, was, like, I was too aware of the ridges of a dumbbell. I think, honestly, the biggest drug epidemic in America at some point is just going to become pre-workout. Because everything's going to either get elite, like, become legal or, like, banned somehow, and people are just going to start abusing pre-workout. You could sniff that shit tomorrow, probably, and just do just as well. I don't know how this is okay, because literally, I, I took just a sample of it. It wasn't even, like, a full, like, what people generally do. And I was like, oh, this is how I die. And I'm not I'm not saying this is a bit either. Like, I'm legitimately saying, like, I took a little bit of it, and I was like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever done in my life. Now, I get why people take it. Like, if you take that shit, you need to work out. Like, there's literally no other option. Yeah. You can't, like, amp up your body that much and sit down. You gotta do something. So I get it, but at the same time, it's like, it's like if Monster, the energy drink, just replaced all of your blood. That's what pre-workout is. And I do not like that. Okay. So it's essentially like legalized steroids. It's not even, but the steroids don't really do that. Like, steroids don't like... I've only been on medical steroids, so I have no idea what actual steroids do to you. Yeah, like, well, the thing about steroids that people don't realize is steroids help you recover faster, so you can, like, work out more, and it also does increase performance somewhat, but, like, if you don't work out and you just take steroids, you're not going to become, like, a beefcake. You might, like, gain you're a just, little bit. Oh, no, you're going to gain a lot. Yeah, you're going to gain weight, but, like, you're just going to gain weight, weight, but, like... When I was sick in college, I was taking, uh, they were giving me steroids, like, daily things to take, and I ballooned up. I mean, it was all like, I ballooned up because I was sick and not moving at all. Like, yeah. I would just get up and sit on my couch and throw up, like, four times a day. But, uh, yeah, those, those steroids were no joke in terms of weight gain. So, on that note, I don't know if you want to broach that subject of how you were sick. I'm assuming that's the time period of the significant sickness of your puking four times a day. Oh, yeah. So, for those that don't know me, or know me that, because I usually don't tell this to people, uh, Unless I know them pretty well, but I guess if you're just listening to this random Neurotica podcast and you're like, who the hell is this John asshole? Yeah, and um, we've just been talking about being skinny for 45 minutes and you're like, what does this have to do with mental health? <laughs> uh, well, when I was 21, I was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma and I went through chemo and radiation and stem cell transplants for about uh probably a year total but after my first round of chemo it didn't like fully go away so I had to get another type of chemo and then more radiation and then that's when I got the 
stem cell transplant, and after the stem cell transplant is when I was given these steroid things. So, to be clear, you are okay now. Yes. He's happy and healthy. How old are you now? You're like 27, right? I'm 28. 28. So, it's been about seven years, six maybe-ish of since you've been fine, but like, that's something you're always going to hold with yourself. Like that, I mean, at the very least, that's something you've experienced like that most people don't and you survived it. But I'm always curious when you're, you're faced with something like this, the real life or death, you usually go one way or the other. You either go, well, shit. And you just like kind of give up or become that fighter. So I'm kind of curious what you became. I, I guess a fighter. It was weird because I just... It was one of those things that it was too much for me to, like... I knew I wasn't going to do anything myself to help it. So I would just rely on, like, the doctor's advice. Like, uh, my oncologist would be like, okay, now you got to do uh, this treatment. And I'd be like, all right. Like, I didn't question my doctor at Penn. I figured he's a million times smarter than I ever would. Well, yeah. So. But I mean, like... <laughs> I, I'd imagine there was a lot of days that were mentally hard, just to know that it, like that was happening to you. There were a few. Um, I think the day I first, like, after I got uh, a biopsy, because I had, like, this, like, giant, like, you didn't know me back then, obviously, but I had this, like, my neck, I looked like I was, like, a football player, like a linebacker. <laughs> like, my head went right into my neck, and it was just, like, one big line, because I had, like, Again, I'm doing this on a podcast. I'm showing Cody my scar. He, yes, but... he does have a scar. Yeah. It's um, full of pus, dude. You need to take care of that. Like, no, yeah. It's I've, fine. Well, this is the best one. This, like, giant indent scar on my chest here. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. They had to chip away one of my ribs to get to the... Gotcha. ...the meat of the... ...where the... I guess... I gotta say... Known hat, you known... have some of the hairiest nipples I've ever seen. Thank you. So, that's I, that's how you know you actually took it. I got off. Rogaine right from my... Uh, right from my nipples. Great. That so. is... Mwah. Uh, but yeah, so like, you sound like you're the most nonchalant person ever have cancer. Like you're just like, well, whatever. I guess I gotta do this. I, I guess it just happened at a weird time in my life, and it's just one of those things that like happened to me. But like, I just assume at this point it like happened to everyone. I you know just it assume everyone gets cancer when they're twenty one. No, but like, I guess like, I don't know. I just kind of always just I never had this like. I never had this, like, feeling where I tried to make it, like, anything that was special about it. Like, it, like you didn't want your own Lifetime series, is what you're saying. No, like, I don't want my own Lifetime series. Although, the the scar I just showed you on my chest, um, me and my one friend were talking about uh, the cheesiest pickup lines one time. Oh, God. And I did, he, I came up with one that uh, I was like, I lifted up my shirt and I was like... You could fill the hole in my heart. You son of a bitch. I know, and he is always, he was at one point always persistent that I use that at like a bar or something like that to a girl. So. I would hope that you get something thrown in your face for that one. Uh, yeah, I've never wanted to do it. Mainly because that just leads, I don't think you're ever going to get anywhere in a relationship if you just start out with the lead of, I had cancer. Yeah, also, your hairy nipples, it's going to be the first impression that uh, they get of you if you do that. I'll just wax them, like 40-year-old virgin style. Okay. <laughs> it's just getting to a place <laughs> I didn't really want to go. Sure. 
<laughs> we fine. told you we'd get fine. I'll wax your nipples off. for the podcast. We'll do it live on the podcast. Me waxing your nipples. Go get the wax. The YouTube. Series. I don't know why you brought wax. That is insane to me. Here, just melt this candle. Okay. Burn it and then pour the wax over yeah. my body. I'm sure that's how that works. This podcast went from cancer to Fifty Shades of Grey in less than a minute. I'm pretty happy that's, about that. That's what the goal has always been. Yeah. You know, we take the darkness and the light. The darkest thing ever, cancer, and the lightest thing ever, Fifty Shades of Grey. Which, by the way, I watched that with a friend in college. A male friend, my best friend. We didn't do anything sexual, but I gotta say, that's a good movie. They do a really good well job of, like, leading up to the tension. I thought the sexual stuff was kind of eh, but I gotta say, they play drama well. And that's my 5 out of 5 review for the original Fifty Shades of Grey. I have not seen the others yet. Anywho, back to your cancer. Uh, well, I was just going to say that um, when I was a freshman in college, I watched uh, Teeth with two oh, God. male roommates. And uh, my 5 out of 5 review is just that um, I'm always pro uh, teeth and vaginas. So that's you... why they call it toothy, right? Get out of my house. <laughs> anyway, so you feel more passionately about teeth and vagina than your own cancer. Mm-hmm. And that's what, what the, that's what the Venom movie is about, right? Isn't that like teeth too? I, I don't want to talk to you anymore. <laughs> All right. Do you have anything else to say about cancer? Um, it sucks. Okay. And, um... Do you have anything else to say about being skinny or fat? Being fat also sucks, but <laughs> being too skinny might also suck, depending on your personality. And if you're comfortable with it, good on you. I'm not comfortable with being... Uh, being is that a problematic thing to say? I'm not comfortable with personally being fat. I don't know. You said it already. <laughs> I'm not editing it out of the podcast. Um, but yeah, if so, you are good for you, you're a better person than I am. I think what that? we're just saying, being alive sucks. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's that's how John feels. Every state of being sucks. But if you have teeth in your vagina, he would like to date you. Anything ten else? Ten would. This date is, again. Uh, <laughs> this is the FCC listen to podcast. <laughs> anyway, uh, well, while we're wrapping up there, because I cannot like mentally talk about this stuff anymore. <laughs> uh, is there anything you'd like to plug, John? I know your I know your Twitter's been um, private for a little bit. I don't know if you want to give people uh, I follow just, you on that. I took it off. Okay. Private recently. It's at jphorne89. The most original at ever, but I made it in 2009, I think, so. That's fair. All right, and then you can always follow me at CodeRan or follow the podcast at Neurotica the Pod. Thank you for listening to Neurotica.